Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Appreciate the privilege just to be in the Lord's house tonight. What a joy to be in God's house. Uh, I realize that uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is a busy day for a lot of folks, but uh, I'd rather be here than anywhere else and grateful to God. Uh, you know, I'm like the Apostle Paul. I'm a debtor here. Uh, I am in debt to God for my very life and so grateful that he's given me an opportunity just to gather in his house. Take your Bibles and turn with us tonight to Hebrews chapter number 7. Hebrews chapter number 7, great chapter, certainly full of treasure from the beginning to the end. But I want to take this one verse tonight, the simple thought that God's laid on our heart. And uh, I pray that God will touch your heart with it as well. Hebrews chapter number 7, verse number 24 is where we'll begin. But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such a high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than than the heavens who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity, but the word of the oath which was since the law maketh the son who is consecrated forevermore. Father, thank you for your word. We pray that you'd open our hearts to it tonight, and we pray you'd open it to our hearts. We're desperate for it. It sets us free, and I pray tonight that it would have that wonder-working power among us, that it would simply move into our hearts by its own power, its living strength, that it would set us free. Plant within us, God, the words of this truth. May we ever live, God, to share it with others. But we pray it earnestly in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. As I came, um, Victor sends uh, texts to me every night. They come about 11 o'clock. If I happen to be awake that late at night, you say, well, that's not late. It is for me. Um, if If I'm awake at that late, I'll hear my phone make a racket, and I know it's Victor. He sent me the... The, the verse of the day and um, I got up Monday morning and and when I checked my phone I, I, I had Daler's I mean uh, Victor's daily uh, verse there and, and as I read it, it it led me into Hebrews and it was speaking specifically of my high priest um, you know in the in the Levitical law the priest was the one that stood between God and men and he was appointed by God to uh, keep those sacrificial laws and ceremonies and those requirements of God, and uh, and and that was good. But uh, I'm in a better way. <laughs> uh, I found a better way through Christ, who is my high priest. Now, 
uh, if you give me a choice, I'm going to tell you every day that I'll pick Jesus. He's the best high priest. He's perfect. Uh, not as the earthly priests were. They were bound by the flesh, and they lived in infirmity themselves and were sinners themselves. But my high priest is not with sin. He's sinless. And he ever lives to make intercession for me. And I'm so glad that Jesus is my high priest. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. I ain't what I'm going to preach tonight, but I can't help not say something about it. Uh, I'm glad. You say, well, we don't need a priest anymore. I beg your pardon. I've got one. <laughs> According to the book of Hebrews, we've got, we've got the best one uh, who was able not only to make the sacrifice, but he was the sacrifice. Uh, he didn't only go unto God with blood. It was his blood <laughs> that he took unto the throne room of God and offered it up. <laughs> Bless his name. <laughs> I'm saved, you see, because Jesus died in my place and because he had the power. <laughs> and he rose again and then took his own blood and presented it unto God the Father. And God the Father said, that'll do, right? That, that is the sufficient sacrifice he was looking for that would make a way for a sinner indebted and needed a great price paid for sin. Jesus did all that for me. He did all that for me. Well, that led me, one thing led to, the, to another, and I love that about the Bible, don't you? <laughs> Amen. It, it's like a, a good well. You can start, but more the deeper you go, the better it gets. And uh, it just happened to me. I, 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 as I was coming up the road, I remember uh, saying, Lord, I, I want a word from you. And it was already stirring in my heart. And as I come in here and just open the word and begin to read in the book of Hebrews, it just ever began to, the Holy Spirit began to press on my heart this thought, and I began to ask the question out loud, I mean, you'd be glad you don't see me do this stuff, but I was asking the question out loud, how strong are you? Uh, boy, that's a question, you'll never get that one answered, you see. Uh, me and Danny Gregory, I, I talked to him Monday night, and I asked him the question, I said, I've been, I've been contemplating all day on how strong God is, and he and I began to talk about how strong he is, and, uh, and well, we were just using the word, you see, to to, to, to remind one another of what he's done. And it's all through the scripture, <laughs> the power of my God. Uh, now, we come to the conclusion that we don't know how strong he is. Uh, but what we also determined was that from the very book, beginning of the book, in Genesis 18, you'll find that it, uh, the question was asked unto Abraham, Sarah, is anything too hard for God? Nope. <laughs> no, there's nothing too hard for God. Is there anything too great that he uh, can't do? No, nope, not a thing. I ain't found not one thing. That, as a matter of fact, Jesus would come along and say, well, with men it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but if I'm going to have a God, that's the kind I want. Amen. Where he ain't, there ain't any way to describe how great he is. I love how Isaiah got to it when he, I was asking the Lord, are you going to help me? God said, yep, I'm going to help you. He said, I'm going to help you. And he said, with my right hand, he said, I'm going to uphold you in my righteousness. Now, I want you to know, friend, that my God is stronger than anything that you've ever conceived. He's greater, you see, beyond 
what this earthly finite mind could ever uh, try to comprehend. God is greater than all of that. Uh, He's a God, you see, that can step out on the nothingness and say, let there be light, and suddenly there's light. He's able, you see, to create the heavens and the earth and to cast the stars into the sky and to create the sun and the moon and everything that we know of just by speaking a word. That's who my God is today. He's mighty strong. Well, I was reading just today throughout the Psalms about the strong arm of God and over and over we hear the the psalmist just declaring how strong that God is. Well, as I began to try to to wrap my little brain around how strong that God is, he led me to verse number 25 and just four simple words will be our text tonight. Hebrews chapter 7, verse number 25. If your Bibles are still open, you'll notice the first four words of that that verse. And I'm going to come back to that verse at the end of the message, if you'll let me. But I want to start start the message tonight with these four simple words. Wherefore, wherefore he is able. Wherefore he is able. Now, God is strong. <laughs> you know, the, the reason that God is able is because he is strong. And one finds that he is able based on their ability. And when it comes to the things that we need, God is able because of his ability to do anything. Now, for the believer tonight, this is the refuge for us. It is the very thing that rescues us day after day. It is the very thing with the complexities of life when they come to us and the questions of life and the problems and the troubles and the heartaches and the mysteries and all of those things that, 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 that turn you upside down when you get that call or you get that news or, or somebody says this and, and we don't know what to do and yet somehow uh, the, the Holy Ghost of God that lives within us rises up and says, but God is strong enough. God can deal with this. Give you care unto him who cares for you, friend, for God. He's able tonight. He is able to do anything that we need. Oh, what a God we serve tonight. It wouldn't make any difference if I was preaching to a thousand or ten. I'm going to tell you the same thing. My God is great. Amen. He is strong and he is mighty. And I don't know of anything, friend, you won't find it in the scripture. You won't find it in this world. There ain't anything that God can't do. And I'm glad because when it comes to making it through this world, the only thing that will give you true peace is to know that there ain't anything too hard for your God. Amen. I've got three, four simple things I want to share tonight about uh, about my God. Jesus is able. Jesus is able. Number one, Jesus is able to heal the sick. As I was praying through this particular scripture, it seemed the Holy Ghost wanted me to speak this. He said, Jesus is able to heal the sick. And I began to think of the myriads of times that we have in the Word of God that shows what Jesus can do. 
You can read the four Gospels and over and over. It'll just give you example after example of the things that Jesus did. But I was reminded of just a few. And I want to share them tonight quickly in passing. Because as great a thing as it is for uh, uh, Jesus to be able to heal the sick, boy, he can do much more than that. Uh, He came into the world as the great physician for him. And brother, he's still my great physician. He's healed me many a time. There's been times when I had to pray prayers a friend that nobody knew anything about and I laid it in the hands of God and he did what nobody else could do. He's a strong God today. Jesus is able. Well, the Bible gives us so many, but I've narrowed it down to just a few I want to share with you. If you don't think that's enough, just open up your Bible. Amen. You'll get your belly full of it before you get through Matthew. Right? He just heals and heals and heals. And uh, I want you to know he don't change. That's what the Bible said. Uh, you say, well, preacher, that was a different day. Well, it wasn't a different God. <laughs> it was a different day, but he's the same one. He's the same Lord. He said, I change not. And I'll tell you right now, he had compassion on them then. And brother, he's got compassion on me. Now, there's times when I may have to endure something. I may have to bear an affliction. And brother, if I do, I can assure you this, it was good for me. And it was necessary because there ain't anything that comes to the child of God that doesn't first pass through his strong hand. I'm glad of that, ain't you? Well, the Bible said he left Jericho and when he got on the outside of Jericho, there's a blind man laying out there by the road. The Bible said as they, the crowd was just all around him and Jesus was leaving the city, that uh, old blind Bartimaeus, he got word that Jesus was coming through. <laughs> and they said he's the healer. It's the physician. <laughs> he done healed a bunch of them in Jericho. No bar to mess. He began to holler. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And, 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 he, and, and he hollered again. And he hollered again. They tried to hush him up. And he just got louder and he got louder. And brother, he got loud enough that he got Jesus' attention. He stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And they brought old bar to mess to him. And when he got there, the Bible said, Jesus asked him. He said, hey, he said, what do you want me to do for you? And old Bartimaeus told him, he said that I might receive my sight. But I want to say something to you. The, the Bible said that when old Bartimaeus got there and Jesus had asked him the question, uh, that he responded with this one word. He said, Lord, he said, Lord, may I say to you today that if he's your Lord, he's able to help you. He's able to heal you. He's able to fix you. I don't know what the need is, but I know who God is. And I know there is nothing too hard for God. When old Bartimaeus said, Lord, Lord, let me tell you right, that's a good prayer. That's how a good prayer starts, ain't it? Lord, and the Bible said, he, he said, Lord, he said that I might receive my sight. And Jesus told him, he said, your faith has made you whole. And the Bible said immediately, oh, Barnabas began to see. And you imagine how excited he was, amen, to, to go from a blind man who had been blind all his life, and then the next thing you know he can see is better than anybody around there. I'll tell you right now, I'm serving a great God. You say he don't do that no more. I beg your pardon. I, I'll bet you today he does better than that anymore. He's able. Jesus is able. He's able. Amen. I like preaching this. Jesus is able today. Old blind Bartimaeus, he, he was healed. The Bible said these old boys in the book of Mark, they had, a, they had a buddy that was a paralytic. 
he was paralyzed to the palsy. And these four fellas, they put him on a bed and they got on a corner and the four of them marched him down to the house where Jesus was. I'll tell you right now, that's good instruction for any of us. You got a friend in need? How about taking him to the house where Jesus is? Amen. Grab a hold of anything you can get to drag him there. But get him into the place where Jesus... They got him to the house and it was too full. You know the story. They decided, well, we're close enough. We can get to the roof. We'll just tear part of that roof off and we're going to lower him down in there. And they did. They they tore part of the roof off, lowered their buddy down in there. And friend, when he got set down in front of Jesus, there's something fixing to happen to him. Amen. His faith had got him to that place, but there was fixing to be a miracle that took him out of there. I'm glad, friend, when you get into the place where Jesus is, you can be sure of this one thing. He's able to do what you need him to do. He's a strong God tonight. Amen. There ain't anything God can't do. (laughs) You say, well, he might not do it for me. I'll tell you right now, if God don't heal you, you didn't need healed. That's hard. But it's the truth. It's the truth. The apostle Paul prayed for some help one time. He said he prayed three times earnestly, and God said no. He said, my grace is going to be sufficient for you because you need this affliction. This is one thing that you need in your life for my glory and for your benefit. And brother Paul endured it until the end because of that, because God said my grace is sufficient. Now, I'll tell you right now, if he ever gives you that answer, he'll also give you the grace to bear it. He'll also give you the peace to carry it. And brother, he'll never leave you or forsake you. Jesus is able to take care of it. The Bible said he looked at that old boy and he said, thy sins be forgiven thee. Hey, wait a minute. I thought he needed to be healed of being a paralyzed uh, palsy. He did. But Jesus Jesus was doing something else. There's a bunch of Pharisees sitting around there. But your high-minded hypocrites that had already filled the room so much that people in real need couldn't get to Christ. And, and, and so he just looked at the boy and he said, your sins are forgiven you. And, and they began to murmur, began to think in their minds, why, ain't nobody can forgive a sin but God. And, and the Bible said, Jesus perceiving what they said, he looked at them and he said, hey, he said, which one do you think's easier? Me telling this boy his sins are forgiven him or the healing from being paralyzed? Let me say, to you, ain't you can't do either one of them. See, it didn't make Jesus was trying to prove a point to them. He said, I'm doing the miracle, I'm doing the impossible. It's impossible, you see, to forgive a man of his sins, but it's as much impossible to heal him from being a paralytic. And Jesus said, Just so you know, that I got the power to do both. He looked at the man, he said, Your faith has made you whole. Take up your bed and walk. And he did. You know Jesus is able, he's able to heal the sick. Well, you could just go on and on with that, wouldn't you? (laughs) I'd like to hear that message actually. Just go on, just just tag out and you get up here and preach for about 30 minutes on it. And then we'll just let the next guy preach on it for a while. Amen, because Jesus is able. And I like being reminded of that simple truth. He's able, brother, to heal the sick. That's good. He's able also to raise the dead. Hey, it's one thing to be sick, but when you're dead, that's a different story. It just got worse on you, didn't it? But Jesus is able to raise the dead. 
The Bible said he'd just healed a woman with an issue of blood. She'd had it for 12 years. She was broke and on her last leg. She didn't have nothing else. But she touched Jesus that day and was healed just like that. And yet he was trying to get to Jairus' house. Because his little daughter laid in the bed and she was sick unto death. And Jesus told old Jairus, he said, I'll go. And they were on their way. And the Bible said he got held up by this woman with the issue of blood. And while all that was going on, the little girl died. And here come the servants coming to Jesus and said, well, don't bother the master no more. She's already dead. I like what he said to Jairus. He said, hey, don't be afraid. Don't you be afraid. I told you I was going to your house and that's where I'm going. It don't make no difference to God. God, whether they dead or whether they sick I'm talking about a strong God amen I'm talking about one who is able to do anything he is able for him to raise the dead if that's what it takes he'll raise the dead he told old Jairus he said don't be afraid he said don't be afraid they took Jesus on to Jairus' house he went in there the Bible said he told the girl he said have the rise he said get up the Bible said she got up, went and got her something to eat. I'm telling you right now, God's able. Jesus is able to raise the dead. And when it comes to the things that God can do, he's, he's limitless, you see. And you can't finish preaching all of this. And I'm glad to report to you today that the ability of Jesus Christ has not been hindered by any sickness or any care of this world. He is still able to do all things. He's able He's able to raise the dead. The Bible said he was approaching a little city one day called Nain, a little town. The scripture said there's a widow woman. Her husband was dead. All of her other children was dead. She had one son that was left. And you see, in those days, it, it, it took a son or a, or a husband, amen, to have an income for any, any man. And the Bible said that she, her son had just died. He was in the box, in the beer. And the Bible said that they were carrying that old coffin outside the city to bury him. And Jesus looked over there and seeing the knee. The Bible said he just quit what he was doing, walked right over there. He laid his hand on that old coffin and he told that boy to get up. Now you say, I don't know if he can still do that. I beg your pardon, Amen. Hey, hey, man, I don't know about all these people that are writing about experiences of dying and going to heaven and coming back or seeing hell and coming back. I ain't so sure about all that stuff, but I'll tell you what I am sure about. Hey, man, you might die, but he could raise you from the dead. I've heard many a testimony, hey, man, where their old heart quit beating on the table. Hey, man, and they try to figure out how to get them back to life. You can say what you want to say about resuscitation, but I know the one that gives breath, and I know the one that gives life and it's him that's able and if it wasn't his will for them to come back from that state of deadness of heart brother they wouldn't have come back I serve a living God today and he's able to do all things he can even raise the dead that old widow got surprised when she walked her boy back home amen my, my mind does strange things well, you know what I thought after that I wonder what they did with that casket I'd have took it home. And everybody come in the house say, what in the dickens you got a casket here for? Let me tell you. Yeah. Let, let me tell you this story about this man that was able to do something nobody else could do. He's able, you see. He was able to raise the dead. Well, we know of another man that he raised from the dead. Amen. The Bible said his friend, Lazarus, he even waited till he died. 
<laughs> That's some confidence right there, ain't it? Hey, man, Jesus. Hey, he was sick when they sent word, and Jesus waited three days till he died. <laughs> you say, how come? So he could prove he raised him from the dead. Now, there's a man that was dead for three days. They said to him, Lord, by now he stinks. He'd been dead for four days. He said, <laughs> he said, Martha, he said, you brothers, he said, he's going <laughs> to rise again. She said, I know, I know he'll rise again, Lord, at the resurrection at the last day. He said, Martha, I am the resurrection. <laughs> See, raising from the dead hadn't anything to do with a day because the one I'm talking about is life. And so anything he touches gets up. <laughs> I like that story. About they, they'd buried, I, I believe it was, can't remember now whether it was Isaiah or Elijah, but they buried one of them. And somehow or another, they threw a dead man in, in where he was buried at. And when he landed on Elijah's bones, he raised up. There's something about that. There's something about, ain't you glad he's able to raise the dead. Well, what's that got to do with me? I'm going to be dead one day. Amen. And yet what I read in the book of Corinthians, the 15th chapter says, he's going to raise up what they planted. Now, my old soul, when I die, it's going straight to where he is, absent from the body, present with the Lord. But they're going to lay my carcass out there in the box. They're going to cover it up with red clay, and they're going to put some grass on top of it. And if the Lord tells you it's coming, somebody will have to mow over me. There's a day, you see, there's a bright and shining day when we're going to experience the resurrection of Jesus Christ and brother, he's going to make a shout and all of those that are asleep that have died before he returns, brother, he's going to raise them first and we're going to be caught up in the air with the Lord. We're going to get a new body. See, it wouldn't be much to this Christianity stuff if he couldn't raise you from the dead. Right? Because all it'd be then, Bills, you just die and they just plant you and that's the end of it. Thank God that ain't the end of it. No, because Jesus is able to do those things that no one else can do. He can heal the sick and he can raise the dead. Uh, the Bible said also that he can forgive of sins. I've already given you one passage of scripture there from the book of Mark about the paralytic too. He forgave his sin. But I want to deal specifically about some that, that was brought to him and they were vile sinners. The Bible tells the story of one woman who was caught in the very act of adultery, right? She is a sinner. Amen. Whoever she is sleeping with, he's a sinner too. They should have brought him. But, but they brought her and they cast her at his feet. And they said she is caught in the very act of adultery. Moses' law says she should be stoned. What say you? The Bible said Jesus didn't say anything. Ain't you glad he didn't say anything? Because at the moment he had condemned her, the rest of us would have been condemned as well. 
He's no respecter of person. He did. He just knelt down, began to write something on the ground. Whatever he wrote, convicted all of them. They all dropped their rocks and walked away. But I like what he told the woman. He said, "Honey, he said, where are those that were fixing to stone you? Where's those thine accusers?" She looked around and said, "Lord, I have none. They're all gone. Everybody that was going to condemn me and and destroy me today with them rocks, they're all gone." He said, "Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more." Let me tell you something. It feels good to have your sin forgiven, don't it? I love that feeling every morning. I can wake up and you can ask me, where's your sin at today, preacher? And I'm going to tell you the same thing. It's under the blood of Jesus Christ. It's as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered anymore. I don't have that sin. It's gone. Say, how in the world do you get rid of your sin? He's able He's able to forgive of sin. The Bible said he met a woman at a well one day. She's a sinner too. Had five husbands. The man she's shacked up with, she wasn't even married to. She's living in fornication. By the way, it's still wrong. It's still wrong. It's still wrong to live in fornication. And here they were living together. She couldn't even go to the well with the respectable women at the morning time when it was nice and cool. No, she had to wait till the middle of the day when it was hot because her reputation was so bad. Hey, man, everybody would give up on her. But let me tell you something. There was one that hadn't give up on her. There was one that cared for her soul. There was one that cared regardless of what the world knew about her. And, brother, he set up a place there at the well, and he waited for her to come. And, brother, when she got there, they had a conversation. And when she left that day, she left without sin because she believed in Jesus Christ. And he cleansed her of all that sin. She went running into the town and said, come see, come and see. She said, I found him. It's the Christ. For he told me everything I ever did. It's not, it's not him. It's the Christ. Hey, it feels good to have your sins forgiven. You say, preacher, can you forgive my sins? Not even one. Right? That's the reason you don't need to tell me your sin. I don't need to know. Because I can't forgive you of them. But brother, I know somebody that can. Amen. Amen. He'll take care of one. You say, hey, hang on a minute. What about them murderers? Hey, that, that's a bad sin. Amen. A man take another's life. Or what about them child molesters? What about those, those pedophiles? What about them ungodly, wicked, heinous sins that exist in that? You say, can he forgive of that sin? I'll tell you right now, if he can't, all of us are in danger of hell's fire. Every one of us are in danger of that place today. If he can't forgive of the most heinous of sin, according to the word of God, we need to be reconciled to God today because he hath made him to be sin for us, brother, that we might be made the righteous of Christ in him. I'm glad today. He is able to forgive. Thank God. Yeah, thank God he's able to forgive us of sin. He's able to forgive us of sin. Oh, when you think about those that were bound by the, the, the sin and the hateful things of this world, I was reminded of the, the father who had the son that was possessed by a devil. Now, I don't know how that happened back in those days. 
But brother, I believe you can invite the devil and the wickedness of this world. There are a lot of different mediums that you can get a hold of that'll open up a conduit of evil into your heart and your mind and your life. And if you let that go, there'll be demons for long trying to set up a boat in your heart. I believe that. I believe there's a spirit world that you better be careful of and you better stay away from that because once it gets a hold of you, friend, it'll take a God to get it out of you. It'll take a holy God to get it out of you. But thanks be unto God. God, he's able, amen. I like that good news, amen. He, they brought him, his father brought him to Jesus, took that little boy and, and brought him there before Jesus said, hey, would you heal him or would you cast this devil out? I took him to your disciples and they couldn't do it. Let me be clear, I can't help you today. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a disciple of Christ just like you, but I can't cast your devil out, amen. I can't, I can't get the wickedness out of you. I don't have the power, but I know the man that can. Yeah, what the world couldn't do, Jesus was able to do. Jesus was able to do. As a matter of fact, while they were speaking, the Bible said the old boy, the the young boy, he fell down, wallering and foaming at the mouth, them devils just fighting inside of him. The Bible said Jesus cast the devils out of the lad, picked him up, gave him back to his father. They'd gone down the road, and his disciples said, Lord, why couldn't we do that? He said, well, that, he said, that, that kind, he said, took much prayer and fasting. He's able. We're not, but he's able. Amen. He's able. The Bible speaks of a man who had, best I can tell, he had 2,000 demons in him. At least that's what the head of swine that they entered into all ran over the cliff and violently drowned in the sea. The Bible said when Legion saw him, he was in a boat, and I believe Old Legion was on the coast at, at, at the place where they, the tombs where they buried him. He was a wild man. He was naked and had scars and bleeding all over where the demons, he was just fight himself and cut himself and, and ran screaming through the night through those places, and yet one day he was looking out over the water, and here comes a little boat. And he knowed that the man in it was the healer. Somehow he knowed. You say, how did he know? Because the demons that was inside him recognized who it was. And the Bible said when Jesus stepped out, he ran. He fell down on his feet. And them demons cried, cried out, screamed out to Jesus. Have you come to cast us into the abyss before our time? Yeah, the devils are afraid of him. They're all afraid of him. And they begged him to let them leave that man and go into a herd of swine. And Jesus allowed it. And them demons left and entered into the swine and they ran over the cliff and were all drowned. And you know what happened, old legion? The Bible said the, the people that kept the swine, they had run off in fear and they told everybody in the city and they all came running back to see what had happened. And when they got back there to where Jesus was, they found old legion and he's sitting down. Somebody had clothes. For, I don't know where he got the clothes, but somebody had clothes. He was sitting down and in his right mind. You say, can Jesus forgive of sin? You'll never be in your right mind until you've got a right heart. See what happened to Legion that day. He was, he was freed of the demonic possession but he was also filled with a divine one. And his sins were forgiven him. 
And when you get a person forgiven of sin, you know where you'll find them mostly? At his feet. They gathered around his feet. How come? Because he's the only one able. He was the only one able to save them. He, he heals the sick. Jesus is able to raise the dead. Jesus is able to forgive of sin. But now let me go back to the 25th verse. Because I'm fixing to tell you the greatest miracle of all. It's one thing to heal of sick, raise the dead, and forgive of sin. Every one of those things to man are impossible. These are things, that, those stories are, are things that are impossibilities to mankind. They can't do them. Nobody, ever. Only Jesus is able. Now, I'm going back to the scripture we read in verse number 25. Wherefore, he is able also. I like that, don't you? I, I didn't give you several things he was able to do. Let me tell you something he is also able to do. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. What are you saying? I'm saying that Jesus is able to save you. If you ask the question like this, and I don't know that there's a specific answer, but I've got one for you. You say, what's the greatest miracle ever occurred when I got saved? When I got saved. It's one thing to get healed, one thing raised from the dead, one thing to forgive of sin. All of those are impossibilities, and Jesus Christ is able to do them all. But I'll tell you the greatest miracle that ever occurred in my life was when I got saved. And according to the Apostle Paul and, and what we just read, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost. Uttermost. <laughs> you, know, you know what he's trying to He's going to save them. He's going to so save them they can't get unsaved. That's the kind of saving you need, Lenny. You, you need to save. You can't get not saved. That's what he said. He said, wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him. Now, we find multiple examples in the word of God. By the way, the fact that he, that he saved a bunch of old fishermen and, and turned them into disciples that would stand and ultimately be martyred for the, for the, for the cause of Jesus Christ, preaching the gospel faithfully as the, as the new church was established. He saved all them old fishermen he, sa- he saved those, everyone that would come to him. He saved them. I read in the book of Matthew where the Bible said he saved a thief <laughs> that was nailed to a cross beside him. He saved him to the uttermost. Right there. In front of everybody, he just saved him. While he was dying, he went ahead and saved him too. But oh, what a great thing to know that he'd saved Jerry Austin. I know it. I, I, made, a, I made a just a note in, in my notes. I put my dad's name there. I believe in the sovereignty of God above everything. But I'm also glad that he saved my dad. I don't know where I'd be exactly. 
See, I got saved just after he did. And I am convinced the reason that I got saved just after he did is because he did. And when he got saved, everything changed at the boring household. When he got saved, everybody went to church every time the doors was open. He didn't ask. I got saved. And him a professed atheist, a wicked, vile sinner. His testimonies, he's a third of a century old before he ever, but he was driving down the road one day and God came in the vehicle and he had to pull over and got saved. He saved me one day and I ain't over it yet. He is able to save them to the uttermost. Whoever comes to God by him, by Christ, he can save you. Say, preacher, you don't know my life. You don't know how, you don't know how wicked I've been. It don't make any difference. I just read you the gospel. Wherefore, he is what? Able to save them, anybody. Right? There was no exceptions put on this statement. Whosoever will, he said, let him come and take of the water of life. Really. I'm so glad that Jesus is able. He's able. And more. And more, right? Well, you could just go on with this, but, but let me close right now with this. Turn in your Bible, if you still got it, to John chapter number 21. I want to read this to you because I love this verse. I just love this. John chapter number 21. I'm going to read the last verse of St. John's Gospel. John 1 verse 25. You say, why do you want to read it? Because I just want you to get the picture here. After all that the Apostle John had recorded concerning the life and the works of Jesus Christ and all that Jesus did, miracle after miracle after miracle, things that no one else could do but Christ was able to do. John finished this book with this simple statement. John one twenty five, And there are also many other things which Jesus did the which, if they should be written, every one, well, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. And then he said what Lenny just said, amen. Amen. You say, what's that mean? Well, let me put it to you this way. Oh, Alfred could start tonight and probably tell you Ain't no telling how many things that he's experienced that God, that Jesus was able to do that nobody else could do. And then you would have a testimony and you and you and me, we would all be able to stand right here and tell you that Jesus is able to do this because he did this for me. 
all the things. John said, if, if everything Jesus did that I saw, if it was all written down, he said, I reckon that the, the world wouldn't be able to hold the books. So what's your point? Jesus is able. Don't make any difference whether you're sick, dead, need forgiveness, need saved, or any other thing, right? John 1.25, any other thing that you need, Jesus is able. Come get a song. Vicki, if you would, just come. Just play Amazing Grace for us. I'll give you an opportunity tonight because I don't know your heart. But I know this. It doesn't make any difference. What your issue is, I serve a God who is able to fix it. He's able to help you tonight. Whatever you need. Jesus is able. Stand with us tonight. You need the Lord. You're welcome to come. We'll pray with you. But you obey God. You obey God. Amen.